0: It's your special guest host on cliffcentral dot com yes, guys, Mgorbano was speaking here. welcome back, welcome back we're still talking hashtag young wild, and free um we're speaking about anything youth as you might have figured from last time, but today we're trying to tackle the big elephant in the room um over the last few weeks we've had an uproar of what we call the student voice. um it sort of reminded me or it took me back a bit to w- like what it would have been like in nineteen seventy six I was just trying to figure out as I mean i'm a person who was born in the nineties, so this was way before my time um, <laughs> but I'm trying to now figure out how this puzzle actually works. We first had what we we then knew as u c t saying roads must. F- must fall. And then after that we had um we had Stellenbosch. Um they had their own stuff. And then a few weeks ago we then had Rhodes University again. There was that clip that went viral. So we're speaking about the elephant in the room, social cohesion. Um we're not approaching it in terms of um There's still racism or there's still this But we're speaking about the fact that Why are we still not dealing with this Why um, 20 years into our democracy Do we still have these issues Who is not playing their part Who's not coming up to the plate And who's not delivering So that's the first element The second element of the show Is speaking on young businesses Like how we usually would We're speaking to Billy um, who's a guy who's got an investment company. Um, he, he basically does everything. He calls himself the inventor because he, he invents and he just does everything. So that will be a bit of time spent with him. And then we speak to a young lady who's been absolutely miraculous. Dumi Marubane who's, um, Nelson Mandela Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar. Um, and I mean, if you're looking for a phenomenal story of how you move from point A to point B, even with the ch- challenges that life will pose, this is the lady you need to be listening to. So if I were you, I'd buckle down because this is going to be a bumpy show. It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com. Yes, guys. So we're speaking about... um The issue, or the or the big elephant in the room, the social cohesion and how we're just not we're just not connected with each other for some obscure obscure reason. Um, I've got I've got on the line, Utenjiwe Mswane who if 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 you're on social network, um, it was her video that she was on. I think she was on the table. Um, I think she was speaking or shouting at what what was perceived as the vice rector of the University of Rhodes. Um, and she. She basically was, was unhappy about a lot of things, but, but the bulk of it was that I think a lecturer or a white student had beaten her up and then she'd reported this issue through to management and management had promised to be doing something about it and, and trying to follow up. But evidently I think management had not then followed up. So it was a bit of a thing, but I'll let her explain the, the, the issue and so we can get a proper background in terms of what happened here. Yes. Tenjiwe? Hi, is Yes, yes, yes. Do you do you want to walk the listeners through what happened, um, and then and then that culminated with with the video that then went viral? Do you want to walk us through that?
1: Okay. Um, so what had happened um, the day before we disturbed the council meeting All right. was um, we had already started occupying the council chambers, and um, myself and a couple of um, my friends who are also part of the Black Student Movement were walking around um, campus and we were singing, protesting. Um, what then happened is a white boy um, came out of the class um, and said to me, I'm making a noise, can I please be quiet? At which point I ignored him because I was not there for him and I just, I just ignored him. He then um, assaulted me, He pushed me against the wall um, and held me by my neck. Um, and Jesus. one of my friends who was there then stopped this, this man and one of the lecturers of that of the trust came out and asked what was happening and we explained it to him and he just simply took the boy back to the trust. Oh. Um, and then I then went to the Vice Chancellor, Dr. Nabu because he had said we must we must lay all our constraints with him personally um all right. to members of the offense. I went to Dr. Mibuza the day before, and I said, Dr. this is what has happened. Um, and they were meant to then check up on who the student was, because the office didn't know the name. All but right. the lecturer who called the student back in should have known the name, and something should have happened. Um, that makes And sense. then the next day was the, 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 the assault by Rhodes University male, white, white men who assaulted me as we were trying to get into um, post village. So that is what I was speaking about that day.
0: Okay all right all right um thanks for that um what 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 i need to understand and and the angle that we're trying to get at here in terms of now everyone is on the same page is mm-hmm. where where do you think we're going wrong as a nation because i mean we're 20 years into our democracy but it it would appear that i mean in some aspect or in some element or some parts of the country um we're just still very stagnant like like where are we and what what should we be doing well as per your your opinion in terms of trying to bridge this gap Because I mean if you look If you look at the fact that um, I mean there's people that died for this freedom And I mean we always hear about that And we always hear people say But you can't say there's still racism If you if you can speak English and speak English With this accent and this and that But I think, I think the oppression And the cohesion goes far beyond How you speak and where you're going So do you just want to walk us through What you think we should be doing At this moment in time To try and find and bridge that gap as young people?
1: Um, Okay, I think, Mangova for me, first and foremost, is that we are free in the sense that we can now engage with white people in our public spaces. All right. Privately, privately, this is not the case. Privately, we see the system, we see the growth, we see the GCC, but privately, um, there's still a huge thing of segregation. I think the problem with South Africa um, is that we we forgave, and I always say this, we forgave people who did not ask for our forgiveness. Um, what happened with the Mandela era is that Mandela um, and Babutu and, and, um, um, yes. requested us to forgive and to reconcile. Um, but there was never, the, the other side never came to me said halfway. There was nothing that was ever done to heal the pain of being black in this country. Um, in the same manner that nothing is being done today. So not only do, does this generation carry its own scars of existing in these spaces with, with now white people privately in these institutions and having to be called at Gaffer, for example, as is happening at Rhodes University, but we also carry the burden and the scars of our parents, who still exist in the concentration camps that we call townships, who still have to wake up very early in the morning at 4 a.m., get on the taxi, like sardines, go to work for the white people, and come back. Not only are they having to do that, but they're still working for in money that they can never, ever even afford to buy a car. This is where we are in South Africa. And as young people of this generation, we are obviously disgruntled because we are being faced with this thing of being told that we're free and that we have all these opportunities. But essentially, we really still don't. The ground is not level. Um, Equality cannot mean that I'm able to go to school with the white person and the white person who has gained from whiteness and has gained the benefit of, of, of whiteness and apartheid does not actually meet me way. Um, and so I think as a country going forward, one, we speak really of, of, of decolonization. Personally, I speak more of decolonization than transformation. because first we need to decolonize so that we can transform. We are still very colonial in, in, in everything. The fact that people um, want to say congratulations on my accent as if it's, it's, it's you know, it's, um, <laughs> it's an accomplishment. Um, it's, it's, these things not come easy, you know, because, because this thing come, is expensive. This thing has come to our parents through a whole lot of strife for us to get these actors. Yeah. The fact that these accents Sacrifices. is what makes me, for example, be able to get a job over somebody who speaks with what we call I'm a comrade accent. <laughs> these are the issues of this country that we are not, con- we are not decolonizing the people. And I feel personally that the ANC has failed, um, the people of South Africa, because the Freedom Charter that they were celebrating and are so proud of, they have not stuck to. The Freedom Charter spoke of the issue of land, for example. Yes. What has happened? It spoke about minerals. We are we are we are black people who are wounded. We are deeply, deeply wounded. And what has been happening is that they keep putting plaster on our wound but they are not actually dealing with how to fill our pain. And so that's what's happening at those universities. That's what's happening at Sunbosh, that's what's happening at UCT. Black people are actually saying, Yeah, we are now tired those who benefited need to acknowledge. There's one thing when white people say they acknowledge their white privilege, but are they willing to give up that privilege? Because give up that privilege means to say, actually, um, you know, you um, know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Because I can't tell you, you know, you realize what is happening. But what are you doing about it? We're tired of lip service. We're the generation that's tired of lip service. And I, for one, for so new transformation at Rose University would be, that entire council, the people who assaulted us, to be suspended effective immediately, pending investigation. We need to see people who look like ourselves. When we go to the my institutions like road, and that is still named, for example, after Erol, and we know that road said he prefers land to gather you know. And yeah. that in itself is a wound to us. And we go there, and I once wrote a piece where I said, I know all the black lecturers that wrote this because they are so few. More so, I know the black female lecturers personally, because there is all five, seven, five to seven of them, you know. <laughs> um, we need to see a bunch who look like us. We need to, for example, people say that they are teachers, but they don't know how to address us in our mother tongue. We still have an issue where let you fail students because of grammar. Oh, guys. What, your context is important, <laughs> but no, they're going to fail you on grammar. You are a grammar,
0: no, and, and for me, and for me, I think, I think more than anything, um, mm-hmm. I, I was born and bred in KZN. So mm-hmm. to a large degree, this whole thing of social cohesion and this whole thing of racism was, was to, to me a very foreign thing. Um, yeah. I, up until then, I had, I had left, I'd, I decided I, I wanted to study at at, at UFS, and mm. I upped my things, and I went through to University of Free State. Um, when oh, I wow. arrived at the <laughs> University of Free State, hello, yeah. Mangoba. Um, this is yeah. not Durban. Um, yeah. but but I mean, I had a friend that. I'd moved with from from Durban Who was at Glenwood Boys And he just mm. happened to to be white We were then yeah. s- separated by res I went to Kailami He went to JBM um, Which mm-hmm. is then a predominantly white res And I was a predominantly black res um, yeah. Then all of a sudden to me everything was like Okay guys what is happening here Now I can't communicate <laughs> With Yako or whatnot in terms of what we were doing, when whenever I'm asking when are we chilling, all of a sudden, uh no, dude, I'm, I'm kind of busy. When when we meet up, there's there's a bit of a cold a cold shoulder. So to me, that was then like, okay, I'm not too sure what is actually happening here. But where we're trying to steer this conversation here today is how can we as the youth, like because this 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 is a show that is centered around the youth and is for here for the youth. What what mm-hmm. do we do? How do we ensure that this legacy? Because I said it in my last show. We need to pick a battle We haven't picked a battle yeah. as, as the youth we're, we're just happy to be flowing And we'll just be the generation that came And died and that's it We, How, yeah. how do we go about saying This is how we've picked this battle And how we're we actually going to fight it
1: um, you know, my mother, You asked me a very tough question, and I don't know if I have the solution. But, um, I'm a very radical. I'm. 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 And they say I'm on the radical list.
0: Yeah. And, no. No. I've <laughs> come in, to realize you're very, very radical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my motto is very simple. My motto is revolution of death. Um, no. we, 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 we to feel like as Abraham, you know, um, slavery happened. It's not evolve. Colonialism happened. It's not evolve, apartheid happened. to not evolve. I am of the ninth that resolution needs to happen. Um, what that means, I, do not, I, do not, I, I cannot say to the people. But for me, um I'm I thought that no, I'm um, i no, she says the master's tool can never be used to dismantle the master um, so I do not have the tools, but I do know that dismantling needs to happen. So I believe the this generation that has started with Rose McCall, um Open Cylon Bosch, the Black Wave movement transformed this. We are in the business of dismantling. All right. um, and I and I and I wanna urge people to dismantle with us because we cannot build on something that is flawed. How we dismantle it is something that is something that we can now then engage. But for me, we need to dismantle so that we can rebuild. Um, and my dismantling means if it means Rose University needs to come to speaking House so that the thing and funny can say I demand to exist, then Rose University must come to speaking House. Because I am a human being and I need to exist and I cannot still be seen the way that I was saying 2015, and as people saw in the video, like I need this, and so for me, by fire, by force, by any means necessary, um, I, am a, I am a reader of the non, by any means necessary. A revolt is
0: where I'm going no, thank you very, very much, and I really hope that going on moving on forward because i 'm hoping to have a series of conversations through through all my shows Um, in terms yeah. of how do do we by even if it 's by end of next year, then how do we look back and say we 've grown? So thank you very much for your input. And enjoy you your trip much, I, I mean I understand you're on the road And that's why you couldn't uh-oh. be here In the studio with us But thank you very very much For taking out the time And we shall be in touch Because we need to hear more On this conversation And we don't need to hear One side of it We actually need to start yeah. Getting in other people And getting in all sides Of the story So we understand When people are referring To white privilege Do they know what mm-hmm. They're referring to And are we yeah. speaking About the same thing Because we they might know what they're speaking to based on their definition. We might know what we're yes. speaking about based on our definition. How do we then yes. merge these definitions to speak the same thing? Thank you very, very much, Sissy. Enjoy the rest of thank your day.
1: Thank you very, very much, my um, And yeah, I will stay in
0: touch. All right. No, thank you very thank much. You
1: very much. Okay, bye.
0: All right. Thanks. Bye. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. It's your special guest host on CliffCentral.com. Guys, if you're looking at interacting with us, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of tweets coming through. Um, we're we're on Twitter. It's at cliffcentral.com. We're on Facebook. It's cliffcentral. We're on WeChat ID cliffcentral again, and our number is o eight six one triple five one eight nine. That's o eight six one triple five one eight nine. So rounding up this conversation we've just had with Utenji right before we move on to our next guest, um, we've now decided that um. 1976 is now almost being relived into 2015. Um, s- some might say you're, you're blowing it out of proportion. Some might say it's spot on on the head. But, um, this, this, this for me feels like it's, it's a revolution that's beginning. And if we don't pay enough attention through to it, this will be a revolution that will actually just bring everything to to a standstill in this country. Right now, we're moving on to speaking to to what we call then the young inventor. Um, he, this guy, Billy, um, I had, I had, (laughs) I had the opportunity of studying through with him in Bloom when we were up in Bloom. Um, he's, he was always, always driven, always a guy that was completely, completely driven. Um, I think at some point him and I were trying to do to, to do two or three degrees all at once because you're we trying to merge all the, all the subjects. So we had enough, enough majors and stuff like that. Uh, and naturally I didn't go on with that pretty much, but, um, I think he did. So he's, he's into business. He's got investments. Um, he does portfolio management. Um, but what I need him to speak to us about here today is how do you as a young person deal with all the challenges that are there? How do you deal with? Uh, being in business because i mean i mean i'm in business and i mean i think half my family doesn't even understand what it is that i do half my family is always trying and and this comes from a very good place shame they're always trying to say don't you want to find a stable job don't you want to all these things and 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 i think to myself these people don't understand the passion because if you have the passion you can't suppress it by saying just because it's been a bad a bad month or a bad 2 or 3 months now I'm going to let it go. It doesn't quite work like that. Um, you need to keep keep pushing because at some point some door will open. So this is the guy that I'm hoping is going to communicate with all of us in terms of even with with the challenges. How do you persevere through it? So, Billy, are you on the line? Yeah,
2: I've been on the line. How oh, you
0: doing? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. Sorry about that. Um, so, do you want to walk walk the listeners through what it is that you do, how it is that you you've gotten there, and yeah. Then, then we'll take it from there.
2: Uh, basically, I don't know. I like to call myself as a serial entrepreneur. All right. But um, I'm also into investment. I'm an investor. So I, right. I started investing when I was in high school. Basically,
0: uh, All right. uh
2: I got to to be introduced to investments while I was grade 11. Um, there used to be the, the JC Investment Challenge. So oh, where, yes,
0: I remember that. I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we both did that, me and you? Yes, or was it yes. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we invested. So, yeah, that's where the love for me for investments came in and then started to put in money into it and then turning that into a business whereby I can actually, because what I do now, uh, I, I look for investment code, uh for students. So I'm kind of like pushing the young people to get into um, the investment world. Start, you know, thinking differently when it comes to the the entire thing of investment. All right. So that's basically what I do. And, you know, I used to do modeling and stuff like that. So I'm into the business of modeling as well. All right. Um, Yeah, the other side of, of modeling as well, like creating shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I I can say I do on a daily basis.
0: All right. So um, in terms of young people... How, yeah. what would you say to us in terms of business? Because I was trying to explain as you, you, you were on the line. Um, Oguti, yeah. being in business, like, like yeah, people no. will assume, um, maybe last month I had a good month. Um, but maybe the month before and the month before that, it was, it was an awful yeah. month. And, um, yeah. at some point you were asking some of your family members through to help you. How, how, how would you, Convince the youth That all those All those challenges Are part of life Like don't Don't then Because you're hitting An obstacle Then decide You know what "Ah, I'm not built for this Even though some of your Family members Might not understand What it is that you do What would you say To the youth In terms of Keep going Because um I, I mean Bill Gates I'm sure his family Wasn't happy When he decided To drop out of of Harvard or yeah. whatever way he, way he dropped out of, but because he had the passion for it, he had to keep yeah. going. Even though his family might have not understood, he had to keep going. Look at him today. If you look, if you look at, if you look at, um, the Facebook guy, Mark Zuckerberg, I think it is. Um, yeah. he, I mean, he dropped out. I'm sure his family yeah. wasn't saying, "Listen, listen, guy, you've not gone into Harvard or wherever it is. You got, to, you will finish this." Um, but they they had to support. I, uh, I just think. I don't want to say black parents, but, um, yeah. let's say parents in South Africa in general, um, just don't understand that philosophy as yet because they're looking at go get a stable job, even if you, you're earning a thousand rand a month, but that's stable rather than you one month having lots of money than the other month not having anything. What would you say? How, how would you advise us? Uh, you know what?
2: You are right. It's not
1: easy.
2: You know, I mean, we mostly we grew up. In a society whereby you've been told, you know, get great marks, go to uh, varsity, and then get a stable job, and then you'll be set for life. The moment when you're to, like, say, I'm going to start my own business now, I want to do something different, what I love, then parents start to, you know, question that, you know, uh, and then the thing of support, and it becomes an issue. But what I can say is, you need to grow a thick skin. I mean, a thick skin, like, uh, it's not a it's not an easy road. It's a very lonely road. Sometimes you even question yourself. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you question yourself, what am I doing? You know, there are those moments whereby you know what I can just drop this and go find a job, <laughs> the salary and whatso But you know, it boils down to to why you started it. You know and the dream that you had when you're trying to build uh, the the legacy. So uh, we see year in coming, year in, year out, young people coming into business. And then, you know, when it gets tough, then they get out.
0: Yeah, they sort of bum out.
2: They sort of dumb out and stuff like that. So, um, and that also comes to the thing of mentorship. Uh, I think, you know, you need to surround yourself with people that, you know, already been doing business for years, you know, people that already, you know, they've been doing that, you know, that's where you can get advice and stuff like that, Uh whereby you can grow as well, man. And uh, look at the bright side of it. I mean, uh, you know, I love business. This year, I decided to go back to business school, you know, to learn more as yeah. Cause much, because, cause, you know, passion can take you so much, further. Well, but then there's still... Kind of
0: yeah, you like need to have do. something that's backing you exactly. up, and that's very, very important. I yeah. think, uh, I think, Billy, mm. I'm, I'm gonna hijack you now because we didn't discuss this earlier. But, um, I think you and I, in the process of, 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 of all the companies that we are doing and the stuff that we we, we will be doing together, um, this yes. is now a challenge, and this is also a challenge to anyone who's listening who's in business. By, yeah. by, by next year, by next year June. I would like us to to have opened up a fund that will look at educating and mentoring people who are in business. People who, who are struggling. So, so we'll yeah. open up a bit of like a, like a cluster, like a conversation. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll try and rope in a few, a few of my clients as well and see what we can do. But this is now a challenge to anyone who's listening. We, we all need to take part in ensuring that we groom these people because I get so angry when people are saying unemployment is so, is so high. Our government is not doing enough. Government shouldn't be your first point of employment. <laughs> the private sector is there to actually do that. So at at sure. the point when you're deciding that government is not doing enough because we we can't get jobs, if you're looking for a job in government, my friend, then I'm sorry, you're heading in the wrong direction because you exactly. you should be feeding the GDP, not that you should be taking out of it. So this yeah. is now a challenge, Billy. Um You, myself, like. a few other people Will get together yes. by June next year Let's not say by December By June next year Um yes. We would have gotten together And we'll all come through here And we'll launch a fund That will be looking after people Who are in business Who've got, who've got all these things And try and see uh-huh. what we can do Is that okay, Billy?
2: I love the initiative of mentorship And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, most people Because most people have great ideas But when you kind of like Fold it down into a business, into a business plan. That's where the challenge comes in. I think this, it will help. I'm into it, and you know, we start to we need to start doing something instead of you know. I'm all for action and stuff like that. So it is a great initiative, my oh, brother. Yeah. And I'm already thinking of other people that I know that we can rope in. Yes, you bring like your people. friends,
0: I bring my friends, uh, yes. Duncan will bring his friends, and we'll yeah. make a big. Uh, a big friend party and <laughs> see what we this can do.
2: Is, this is what we need, you know. Uh, every day, you know, we need we need to engage each other on such issues. How do we bring about um, solutions instead mm. of looking into the government to bring the solutions? to, especially to young people, because we are another future.
0: That's true, that's true. So thank you yeah. very, very much, Billy. Um in one Lovely. minute, as you sum up, in one minute, what are you up to next? What are the big projects that you're doing? Um, and where can people catch you in one minute uh, before you round up? In
2: one minute. Um we are busy with the first time ever fashion week on. All right. Uh, that's uh the biggest project that I'm working on right now. Uh people can catch me on Twitter at Billy Tangai. And um, on Facebook, it's Fashion Week Mangaung. So oh, right. it's going to be happening next week uh, during that crazy time of uh, Mangaung Cultural uh, Festival. And um, so, yeah, they really, really, really don't want to miss that. It's coming and it's going to be. Big. If you're into fashion, uh, modeling, industry, that industry, that is the event that's going to be spectacular. The biggest time ever in the free state. So, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Thank you so much, Mangaung. All right.
0: No, thank you very, very much. Um enjoy right the rest of your day, Billy.
2: Will do, man. All right. Just
0: wake me. Yeah, cool. All right. no. Thanks, boy.
2: Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com.
0: Alright, guys. I'm getting a lot of a lot of questions about the new Cliff Central app. I'm getting a lot of uh, how do you download the podcast? Okay, guys, it's pretty easy. Um, I think it was a few weeks back that the app came out. You can go into www.cliffcentral.com um, and you can either download the app via there or you can download the app via your um Play store, your Google store Your app store, whatever app store That you have, you can get it on there And it's virtually free So you don't need to pay for anything It's just downloading the app And once you've downloaded the app, it's much easier to try And download and listen in on all the podcasts Because you'll see that we've now sorted it By by the DJ We've also sorted it by the day and each podcast is then has its own link. So each podcast then has its own page. So it's easy. If, if you, if you'd like to only download the, this podcast, you don't need to then download the rest of the Monday. So it's very, very easy. And I'd urge you guys to, to try and go through and familiarize yourself with the app because it's made my life a whole lot easier. And I'm sure it'll make your life easier as well. Um, next on the line, we've got, um, our next guest or our last guest for the show today. Um, Utumelo. Utumelo is, She's, like I said earlier, a phenomenal young woman. And, and I say this with, with such, such an open heart because, um, knowing, knowing where she comes from, she, she's born in Botswana. Um, she's just spending a heck of a lot of time now in South Africa. (laughs) Um, but she, she'll tell you her story. Maybe let me not get into it a lot, but she, she's a, she's a Nelson Mandela Road, Road scholar. And I'd like to just communicate with her in terms of what it's like being a woman. A young woman nowadays in terms of all these programs that are there. And do we have enough women in there? And what are the challenges that she's facing and what she'd be able to give us? Hi, Dumi. Hello, my
3: mother.
0: Hey, <laughs> how <are> you doing? <laughs>
3: thank you for the flattery. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I ah, you. know, man, it's, it's, it's excellent. Do you, do you want to walk the listeners through, um, Dumi, what, what you do, um, where you, you're born and bred? um just just a bit of of a summary and how you got to where you are today
3: okay um <clears throat> I'm actually born and born in Caone, like you said yeah and i so I did my primary and secondary school in in All right and um in two thousand and seven um end of January I moved to so I to go to see a an external science degree um and a week later of arriving in South Africa, I got raped uh, by one of my cousin's older cousins and um, well, that's a story of its own and then I got <laughs> into in my life for post-traumatic stress disorder and after which I became very depressed. And luckily for me, I had a functioning depression so I managed to get involved in a lot of charity work. I mean, I worked with you in um, and I been part of the Postgraduate Student Council at the University of East Bay. Um, I managed to complete an Imperial degree and an honors, and I'm currently pursuing a Master's in Imperial Science. I was a fellow of the Postgraduate School in, in the University of East Bay, and I got a scholarship at the Mandela Road. From uh, so i a Mandela Road scholar. I'm actually a Mandela Road scholar. There we go. And, <laughs> and actually, uh, speaking, going back again to the question, I actually then had a relapse again um, in, at the beginning of the year, got into life again for depression. Uh, and this year has actually basically been the best year of my life, interestingly enough. Um, and I've gotten an appreciation for the union, you know, living with the person and actually doing so-called great things. (laughs) Yeah, that's my love and the memories. Not forgetting that I don't like
0: this yeah as well. So, <laughs> You're a married yeah. woman now. You're a married I'm woman. Now. woman now. <laughs> <la>, la, la. <laughs> um,
3: yes, yeah, so but you know, not yet.
0: Yes, yes, no. No, thank you very much for that. Um you touched on areas I didn't think you'd ha, you'd touch on as per our agreement, but it's it's okay. Um <laughs> I'm happy that you did. Um I'm I'm interested in communicating with our listeners in terms of how being now a Nelson Mandela Rhodes Scholar, how is that transforming your life, and how and how would you urge young people to, to take advantage of initiatives of this nature? You know,
3: when you tell people uh, that your life after being a resident being a Mandela Rhodes Scholar, I don't think they fully understand what it means. And I don't know if one can actually put words to it. It is one of the few most wonderful experiences, one of the best experiences that one could ever have. Uh, it's, it's, I literally found the meaning of my life, the the meaning of my so-called achievements, the meaning of who I am and my place in the world and how I can be make a difference in the world from this year, I have gained uh, a family of 39 brothers and sisters, and yeah. I don't mean that in a superficial way, I mean, I have literally 39 new brothers and sisters who are just there, it doesn't even matter what you're going through or how much you're they're there to celebrate with you, they're there to keep you up when you're down, and the whole idea of the Mandela Rose Scholarship is to create exceptional leadership in Africa. So there's also a level of intense uh, training of what it means to be leader in, in in Africa right now, and yeah, and what your place is, and how you can contribute to that, and what it means to uh, you know uplift the legacy of Nelson Mandela. Yeah, so it's, it's quite a phenomenal experience. There's just no way to cover it anymore. Your life literally gets transformed from this experience. You get mentors who are there to guide you and help you through it all and lift you up. It's like a cushion, you know? Like a cushion that prevents you from falling type of thing, you know? And they just there to always say, nope, this is just, you know, this is just, you know, stuck down this, and you can fly from here on. So, yeah, that's just when you relationship. So, I definitely would encourage people to definitely apply for this scholarship, take advantage of taking opportunities opportunity because yeah, and, it yeah, and them, and to be able your out. life.
0: Yeah, for them to actually maximize on initiatives of this nature. I think for me know, that, right? that, that is more important because we were speaking to, to Billy earlier on about what, what we're going to have now an initiative that we're going to be running through the show and we're going to rope in all, all the business people that we know, no matter how small, how big they are. We're all trying to now facilitate or create a network. Where we'll be supporting each other, not only each other, but networking and mentoring people that are coming up in the ranks as well. Because what, what we find is that even though there's, there's a lot of mentorships things that are running around and people are there to help us, but because we're scared of, of going up and maximizing on those opportunities, we lose, like we'll lose, we'll lose the hope and we'll lose the potential that we might have had. So I think to, to take out of your, your story as well, is that you need to be able to take in Whatever opportunities are available Maximize on that and build on them Because if you don't Then someone else will And then you'll be left as that person who says Ah oh, but this person and that person Had had, had all the life in the world um, And they did this and they did that Meanwhile we were all given the opportunities But some people just chose not to maximize on them and
3: That's very true And that's actually what Mandela uh, wrote uh, is about It's about creating this network of people who are basically there to help you and guide you and support you and mentor you. So it's exactly that, you know. And the beautiful thing about belonging to this network is that it's not just about people you're in residence with. Now you can actually, everybody who's ever come to this program who's been a Mandela Road Scholar, who's been a Road Scholar, is actually now part of your network of people Mm. who have able to support you. Yeah. So it is it's, it's a phenomenal, really an amazing experience that I think a lot of people could
0: take advantage of. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um um as we round up the show to because now you, you've got the privilege of being the last last person we're speaking to here today, um <laughs> you you t- touched on the depression part and I'm interested mm-hmm. in tapping into that because um we like a lot of the times people will assume if you're young you're in business or you're at school but if you're young you can't be suffering from depression what are you depressed about because your parents are paying for this or whatever the issue is but you're you're living very comfortably you've got food and i never understand that analogy because i mean i look back and i think i've had i mean i've had times when i just felt like i can't go on um And it wasn't because it wasn't because I didn't have everything. It wasn't because I didn't have money. It wasn't because I didn't have the support at home. But it was because the support that I had was misplaced. It's because at for some odd reason at that particular time I'm just going through a vested amount of emotions that whomever's around me is not understanding. Um. So, do you want to speak about that? About how. How to to own our depression? Um, you you know I've gone through through depression for a bit, um, and I've only started admitting it in the last few weeks um, because I realised <laughs> it's beca- it's becoming a daunting thing. And a lot of people might be saying, "Oh come on, kid, you can't be saying you're depressed or or, or whatnot. What are you depressed about?" And that's what people don't I mean,
1: understand. I would love to
3: talk about that. I'd be happy because of that. Do, do we want uh,
0: because, I, think, I think we've got just under four minutes, um, to just okay. try and, <laughs> and sum up. How do you own it? Where can you go to try and deal with things like that? Because there are people out there we can speak to, but because we get so shy and we think, ah, oh, no, but I can't stay at home. I'm depressed. They're not going to understand this and that. Do you just want to, in four minutes, just walk us through. Um, you know, the one thing that people
3: don't understand is mental illnesses. A lot of people can, are more comfortable with understanding if your leg is broken or if you have diabetes or if you have um, high blood pressure. But when there is actually something going on in your brain, they just don't comprehend that. The reality is, the person is actually a mental illness. You are actually sick. It does not mean that it has to be a cost and an effect. It is me that you're sick, just that you can get uh flu. It's like when somebody says to me, "When you have flu and they just say, let get over it. I have flu, how are you guys supposed to just get over it? You know? <laughs> it's an actual illness that a lot of people don't understand what it's not to And that's where the problem comes in. You know, and the more people who because of so much stigma around mental illnesses, uh, a lot of people are ashamed of what they're feeling because they can't explain why or what is going on with them. I mean, I've had a beautiful year. I got married at the beginning of the year. I got the Mandela Rose Scholarship. I got new friends and family. I I've been traveling, so I've had a really really good year. But understanding that you are actually ill, not that something is wrong with you, you are sick with an illness, just as like you can get. If you for example, you're sick, you can't just psych yourself out of it. If you're right. need to understand that's what the difference is. All right. And Demi. being ill means you need to get medical attention. Attention. I mean, we...
0: Sorry, sorry to cut you. We, we're running out of time. Um, <laughs> I'm having now to, to wrap up, but we will carry on this conversation because it's a very important one. So above everything else we've spoken about today, we've spoken about how the generation of 2015 is trying to then relive the struggles of 1976 with a twist in a new way. We spoke about how, how we as young people can administer and can try and support each other in business. And now we're wrapping the show up, speaking about the real challenges that face people i mean you're a Rhodes Rhodes scholar you've just gotten married but in the heartbeat of everything there's still the depression thank you very very much to men thank you very much for, for all the listeners we'll carry on this it's a pleasure 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 to me um we'll carry on this conversation a bit later on but for now i leave you guys in the wonderful hands of our next host. thank you very much it's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com